Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at mylan.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. Well, welcome. You've joined us on the road to freedom in this absolutely gorgeous place, Big Sur. And the Lord just blessed us with beautiful weather today. You know, we filmed yesterday and it was cloudy and foggy. And, you know, one of the blessings of... Uh, of filming outdoors is you can know that every show is going to look different (laughs) because the weather always changes. So what's fun about that is every show is going to have a different look, a different feel, um, depending on In the the middle of the last show, two F-35s went over (laughs) at low altitude. Trust me, they came screaming through. It was wild. They were loud, weren't they? They were cool, (laughs) though. They were really cool. You know, we could film in a studio, and one day we may do that, but the Lord instructed us to let let his creation be our studio. Yeah. So we enjoy Amen. so much getting to show you the beauty of God's creation so that you can taste and see that he's a good God mm. and blessed are those who trust in him. Amen. Amen. And you know, the reason why we do this show is because John eight thirty one and 32 says, Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, then you truly are my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So again, the more that we continue in the word, which is what you're doing today by watching this show, the more we continue in the word, the freer we get. So today you're getting free and free indeed. Now we're talking today about the throne of grace. So we believe today that you're going to receive revelation that will set you free from oppression, from care, from worry, from anything that's been heavy in your life as you learn how to go to and access the throne of grace. The reason for studying, there's a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. for, you know, the Bible says study to show yourself Mm -hmm. approved unto God, Mm -hmm. a workman that needs not to be ashamed. You'll never be ashamed of your life if you study the word of God and enough to understand it. The more that you let God talk to you, remember, that's what's happening. This is the word of God. The Bible are the Mm -hmm. words that God spoke into the spirit of man and he used a whole bunch of different people to write it so that we didn't build a and of course people still build a church to this guy and that guy and you know if you go over to israel you'll see a church to everybody i mean or or italy or in america they're everywhere but god inspired a whole bunch of people to say things so that we could it could be written down his words and then we could believe those and say those things too the mm-hmm. words of God is how God created the universe. Yeah, we yeah. take it all these magnificent places. I mean, we could go into a studio, maybe build one, I don't know, half million dollars, million dollars. I don't know what it costs, but in two or three years, you got to change them. <laughs> or you can come out here and find a different place every time we shoot, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we want you to see how magnificent, how creative, how creative our yes. God is. Yeah. Because when you see his creativity, you'll start to understand how he can recreate you, Mm, recreate your thinking, 
recreate your imagination, stimulate right. you to, to have witty inventions. I mean, this whole thing is about a better quality of life right. because God loves you. Yes. Why do we study the Word? Because God loves us, and the more that we understand how to do things His way, yeah. the Bible calls Jesus, it says that Jesus is the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life that lasts forever. Amen. We learn to do things the way, mm -hmm. not Mylon's way, the God's way. way. Yeah. Then my life gets better. I become a better husband. Mm -hmm. I become a better father. Right. I become a better brother and a better son. And that's the whole goal. That not only blesses me, but she has. if she has a better husband, that blesses her. And, of course, that makes it easier for her to bless me. Do you yeah. understand how all this works together for yes. your good yes. if you love the Lord enough Amen. to come to his throne of grace, he calls it? Yeah. And it's an invitation. It is. It's an amazing it says, invitation. Come. God yeah. originally created man and woman, Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. for the purpose of hanging out with him. He... he he said, I'm a spirit and I created you in my image. Uh, so you are a spirit also. You live in a body and you have a soul, which again is your mind, will, and your emotions. And he said, if you will come in, and God would come hang out with them in the afternoon. Now here he is in Hebrews 4 and verse 16. God said, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. God Almighty is inviting me and you to come hang out with him in the throne room. Yeah, that's I good. know there's when mm. the Bible says that you enter his gates with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. you enter his courts with praise, but don't stop there. When, you, when you're being thankful in the morning or whenever you have your Bible time or your prayer time, don't stop out in the courtyard. Give him thanks and come on in the courtyard with praise, but then go on in the throne room. That's where the worship's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's where the amazing things happen like receiving grace yeah. and help in time of trouble, receiving mercy. Mm -hmm. I have had to go in that throne room many times. He invited us, come mm -hmm. boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, I don't know about you, but after what I've done, I would not even approach that throne room except he said to. Mm -hmm. He commanded us. He not only invited us, he commanded us. Here's what you do, son, when you need help. When you're having problems and you need help from my spirit, come on in the throne room, but come boldly. How could I do that? I get to come in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I get to come by the blood of the lamb that cleanses me from all unrighteousness. When he came into my heart, he forgave me. The Lamb of God, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus came into my heart. He brought his righteousness with me, a free gift that he gives to you too yeah, if you're born true. again. And if you're not, it's as simple as believing and saying. It's that simple. Being born again is not a big theological thing that you got to go through the infiltration course. It's real simple. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God? And if you've done that, you go tell somebody. And if you're not sure who to tell, please tell me. Hmm. Go to mylon.org. Let right. us know. We will yes. be praying for you every yeah, day. Amen. Everything we do is for hmm. you. This is not our TV show. This is this your is TV for you. show. <laughs> everything we do on our website, mm -hmm. everything about healing, if you need healing in your body, we've got all the free information you need there. 
the word of God to get healed just like he healed me, he'll do the same for you. You need a better marriage. You want holy matrimony instead of just marriage. Mm -hmm. Go to myland.org. The information is there. It's free. Yeah. Everything you need, we're working on daily, a daily Bible study, a weekly mm -hmm. Bible study. You know, every, all that's all we do free. Uh -huh. is try to mm -hmm. help you to get to heaven and not just to get there with your pants on fire, but to enjoy the trip. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. So it says to receive grace for whatever our need might be. In other whatever. words, the throne, mm -hmm. well, that signifies the sovereignty or the power of God. You come to God acknowledging that he is God. Mm -hmm. He's created us. He created everything you see. No problem is, I mean, he gets rid of cancer as easy as he gets rid of a headache. Uh -huh. It is no big deal for God to fix things. I mean, some people think, oh, but it's too late for me. Listen, people, mm -hmm. he raises the dead. That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. You don't understand. This is God we're talking about. He can fix anything. All he requires is that you give him control of it. Mm -hmm. Once you submit not just your problems, but your life to God, he starts fixing it. Mm -hmm. It's not overnight. It's not like hitting the lotto, bingo. Mm -hmm. You know, you pray a little prayer and you don't ever have any more problems. That's not Christianity. And as long as you're on this planet, there's going to be some problems. You're going to be right. challenged. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some tests. You got to mm -hmm. pass them. Mm -hmm. But when you pass them, you get promoted. Praise yeah, God. That's right. And when that's you come good. to the throne room where the dominion and the rule of God is, that's where grace has the final say. That's because God rules by grace. Now, yeah, if you don't good? know much about so grace, good. you want to comment on that, my love? Oh, no, I just, I love that, you know, the throne signifies sovereignty, power, rule, mm. dominion. And he calls his dominion and rule grace. <laughs> That's so good. So we don't need to be intimidated exactly. in, by his presence. We don't need to be intimidated to go before him freely and, and discuss anything with him because it's a anything. throne of grace. And we get that grace. We receive it. And, you know, I know you need it, and I know mm -hmm. you want it. So you have to understand this. We receive grace. We access the grace of God in the throne room mm -hmm. completely and totally by faith. It's the only way. Right. You can pray all you want to. You won't get it unless you believe God is honest. Mm -hmm. God has offered it to you. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to buy it. You, in fact... Faith is like money to us. Faith is God's monetary system. Right. It's That's how right. you buy things for free from God. <laughs> I like that. But the way you yeah. get that is by believing he's honest. Yeah, you don't so have good. to be perfect because none of us can. I'm mm -hmm. certainly not. None of us know how to be perfect. But you do have to believe that God is perfect. Yes. You know, me and you have all lied. All of us have lied. God has never told one lie. Recently, we were in Sedona, Arizona filming, and we got stranded. By the time we got to the airport, they'd canceled the flight, but we had no cell coverage driving the 100 miles up to the airport and flashed out. And so by the time we got there, all the people who had already knew about it, the flights had been canceled, started rebooking. There was a bad storm in Texas, and the airport was closed. And I didn't know what to do. Man, the guys had to be back to minister in church the next day. They were going to rent a car and drive. I think it was 17 hours to drive back to Dallas all day and all night to get there in time for church Sunday morning so they could do their ministry. 
And so I didn't know what to do, but I started praying about it. And the Lord said, Brother Copeland would want to know this. Call him and tell him. And I don't ever call and ask for things because he's a big giver. Yes. So I don't try to put pressure on people and take advantage of their generosity. But when I prayed about it again, the Lord said, call him. He would want to know. Yeah. And I called him and immediately, within 20 minutes, he had his jet on the way to Flagstaff and we were home for dinner. Yeah, I mean, God. it was amazing. Praise God. And what he told me, he said, man, don't worry about it, son. He said, that's what planes are for. They're just tools. Yeah. And that's why God has entrusted me with one. Yeah. He said, you have not because you ask not. Mm -hmm. And I got to thinking about that and I realized it has been a problem. It's not everybody else's problem, it's been mine. Yeah. I need some partners. Yeah. I need some people who care mm -hmm. and who really truly believe that what we're doing yeah. is reaching the nations Amen. and that we're doing it in a way that they can relate to. People that Amen. believe this is important. Yes. People who understand yeah. that the way we're going about it is gonna affect a certain part of the culture. Yeah. And yeah. so if that's you, I'm asking you to join Team Mylon. I'm yeah. asking you to pray about it. I'm not trying to influence your giving. That's between you and God. Yes. And if he tells you to give to another ministry, that's wonderful with us. Yeah. But I am asking you to pray about it and see if you're supposed to be a part of this ministry. And if so, come on, man. Yeah. Me and you <laughs> and God and Christy, that's we right. will change the world one right. person at a that's time, right. just like he changed me and you. Yes. God bless you, man. Thanks for praying about it. And if you want to be a part of Team Milan, you just go to milan.org and click on Team Milan today. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Mm-hmm. And that not of yourself, it's the gift of God. In other words, again, it's a gift. You don't lease it. You can't rent it. You can't buy it. It's free. But you can't get it except through faith. In other words, if you don't believe God tells the truth, then you can go to church. You can get baptized till you drown. You can... <laughs> You can fast till you starve to death. You can do all kind of religious stuff. You can go to all night prayer meetings and pray all night. But if you believe God would tell you a lie, mm -hmm. if you believe that God Almighty would do something as, as horrible and evil as tell you, bring the 10th into the storehouse, that's the tithe, and then rip you off, he said, if you give, it will be given unto you. Do you really believe there's a possibility that you could give and to build his kingdom and then God not give unto you? I'm telling you, he's honest, but you have to trust him. You get the grace if you believe he's honest. Yeah, amen. That's what it all comes Ooh, down so to. That's so good. Say that again. You get the yeah. grace to do anything. Yeah. It takes grace to do this TV show. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't imagine how many things have to be planned out months in advance for mm -hmm. us to be sitting here right now right. and how much money had to be spent that mm -hmm. we didn't have and how much gear we needed. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, God made a way. Yes, he did. And he, he will always do that yeah. when we do what he tells us to do. Yeah, Romans 5 and verse 2 says, Through him we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. You know, what I love about accessing the grace of God by faith is that faith's response in a time of need is, I need help. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to the throne of grace right now to receive the help that I need. 
And I want you to be encouraged by that because we all need God's help. And you, you know, just you can't humble do yourself. it. That's the way you and that's it. where we're headed yeah. is humility. Yeah. You know, you have to humble yourself to go to the throne of grace. Pride says, I got this. Yeah. But humility says, I need God's help. So I want to encourage you again by faith to come boldly to the throne of grace and ask God for help. He's ready to help you right now in whatever your situation may be. He is our help in time of need. Psalm 121, 2 says, my help comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. My help doesn't come from my boss or my family or my bank account. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. I mean, it is humbling to have to admit every day that you need God's help. But once you realize it's the truth, it's not humbling for me. It's just normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I need to do something, whatever God tells me to do, He doesn't tell me to do easy stuff that I know how to do. He stretches me. That's (laughs) called living by faith. Every time I really get comfortable, I was was a musician. (laughs) He gave me the gift. He gave me that, and I'm so thankful for that. But once I got comfortable with that, mm-hmm. once writing songs and being in a band or playing and, you know, getting good on an axe or, mm-hmm. or learning to sing something or communicate with an audience, yeah. you know, at mm-hmm. one point in my life, he yeah. said, that's good, son. Now uh, right. I know who's got revelation because I'm the one that gives it to him. And I know some things you understand, and I'm now requiring you to teach those things. So he didn't take music away from me. He didn't stop me from being a worshiper or a praiser, but he stopped me from making that first in my life. At one point mm-hmm. in my life, once I became a Christian, I was an evangelist and I used all my music because that's all I knew how to do. If I was going to give, when I came to Jesus in 1980, if I was going to give Jesus my life, music was my life. It was all I did. I had no education really other than high school. I'd never done any other skill. I'd never made any money doing anything else. It was the only thing I knew how to do. And if I gave him my life, you know, I became a janitor at my church. But being a janitor wasn't where I wanted to end my life. It was just what I was doing until I could study the word. And at a certain point, he he uh, I put a, a band. He put a band together. That band just accidentally happened at some Bible studies. Pickers got together, started jamming. We had a Christian band. That band did so many things and we led as many people to the Lord. But at one point the Lord said, okay, you're still an evangelist. You're still a musician. I gave you that. I'm not taking that away from you. But I'm also telling you, you're also a teacher now. So I want you to be, in fact, he called me, he referred to me as a student teacher. He said, from now on, you're Mm -hmm. going to teach what you know. You're going to learn what you don't. So I am now almost 74 years old, and I'm a student teacher. And if he wants to change it all tomorrow, it's possible. I've learned now not to say it's not going to happen, but I'm sitting here today trying to help you to understand that's what teachers do so that you can have a better life. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, and all we have to do is admit that we need help. We can't do it without him. The opposite of that, like Christy said, was I got this, that's pride, and pride goes before a fall. Not sometimes, not every once in a while, 100% of the time, pride goes before a fall. Will you share that on humility with us, baby? Sure. And, you know, we're talking about coming boldly to the throne of grace, entering the rest of God by faith. Mm-hmm. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. And he says, come to me, all you who labor yeah. and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. That simply means humble. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, what I want to point out here is that Jesus said you'll find rest for your souls when you learn from me. Well, how is Jesus? He says here, I am gentle and I'm humble. So when we develop those attributes, those characteristics in our life, for example, the fruit of gentleness, I want to encourage you to go on online at our website, mylan.org on demand and see the fruit of the spirit, gentleness. Yeah. It has, was a powerful teaching that really helped both of us enter the rest of God to learn that his yoke is easy and his burden is light through the fruit of gentleness. That's right. But this one today, what we want to discuss with you is humility. What, what is humility? A humble heart means a teachable heart. First Peter 5, 5 through 7, this is a wonderful passage for learning humility. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility as the garb of a servant. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace. There's that ease. There's that light. There's that rest. He gives grace yeah. to the humble. Those who think don't think they got this. Those who know they need God's help, he gives grace to. So he says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So humility is key to your promotion, to your increase, yeah. to your breakthrough. Casting. Now, here's how you humble yourself. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you again. Pride says, I got this. I can take care of it. I'll figure it out. Humility says, I need your help. <laughs> Jesus, I'm coming boldly to the throne of grace. Mm. And when you do that, then he says he will exalt you. He will promote you. But here's what I want to I want to make sure you understand. The first way that it talks about that you'll know if you have a humble heart is whether or not we listen to and receive counsel from those who are more experienced in the word. The word calls that calls those people elders, but it simply means they've been walking with God lo longer. They've learned the wisdom of God in his word. When we go to church and we receive our pastor's teaching, a counselor that he sent into our life, all of those elders in the word, we need to maintain a teachable heart and receive. Proverbs 19:20 says, "Hear counsel, receive instruction and accept correction that just many times means just an adjustment in an attitude accept correction that you may be wise in the time to come so that's the first way we'll know we'll have a humble heart and number two the second trait of humility listed in that passage is a servant's heart this means we are looking for ways it said submit one to another serve one another so we're always looking for ways to prefer others we're not just thinking about ourselves and looking out for number one. When you really have a humble heart, you are preferring others and looking for ways always to be a blessing. And number three, the third trait of humility in this passage is we cast all of our cares. Yes. We, give, we give it all to him and say, yeah. Lord, again, we need your help. Thank you, and this is how my husband says it. He says one of the dumbest things we could do 
is cause God to oppose us because yeah. he opposes the proud yeah. simply because we we think we got this. I mean, mm. that's one of the dumbest things we can do. Yeah, so the smartest thing we can do is to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I really need your help and your counsel and your wisdom and your grace. And your grace. I Thank need you, Lord. Jesus. So again, humbling ourselves equals casting your care. And now you've just received great grace. Amen. Amen. Genesis 2 and verse 2 talks about the Sabbath rest. And it says, And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done. Yeah. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Yeah. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. Hebrews 4 and verse 9, I need to end with this. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Now, we're talking to you about resting, about entering into the rest, rest. of God, mm -hmm. a light and easy life. Yes. But you have to understand this. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Mm -hmm. A Sabbath rest just means that you take time once a week. Today yes. is Sunday, and we're in the middle of a shoot. So since I'm working today, I will take a Sabbath day, the day that I get home. Right. God doesn't care right. which day you do it, but He wants you to do that once a week. Yes, He, he wants you to take a day of rest uh, from all the decisions all and the work, work and, yeah. and just lay it down and put Him first. Yes. In Hebrews 4, verse 9 through 11, it says, There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Hallelujah. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God, God did from his. his. Yeah. Let us, therefore, be diligent, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience that Israel had done in, in Hebrews 3 and 18, where they, they failed to get into the promised land. Yeah. They would not enter the rest. They just didn't trust God, right. and they wouldn't do things His way. Yeah. And it made life hard for them, and they all died in the desert. Now, only two people who were going to the promised land, who were invited, made it. Mm -hmm. And those are the people who saw the giants and said, we can do this anyway yeah. because God is on our side. You can do this. Yes, I don't yes, care yes. what the giants are in the land you're living in. You can do I don't it. care what's coming against you. Mm -hmm. You can enter the Sabbath rest. Yes. You can have God's best. Yeah. We love you and we're yeah. praying for you. Stay in the word because that'll keep you on, on the, the road, road to freedom. freedom.